everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Coach here. Hey, Happy New Year again. I hope this particular part of January is uh, starting to reveal itself in a positive way for each and every one of you. Hey, this particular episode is going to be fairly brief. And I know, I know, for some, for some of you, that will excite you. And for others, you probably wish there was some more minutes involved. But not this week. And I'll explain why in just a moment. So, hey, I'm glad you're here as always. Let's get started, shall we? Hey, welcome back. Let's get going. Ah, yes. You're, uh, you ever heard of Murphy and the law that he created? Ever meet him or her? Because I really don't know if Murphy is a guy or a gal. I kind of sum it up as a, as a threat to smooth sailing, easy life, flawless results, etc. I've met Murphy uh, one too many times uh, in my life, uh, in my work, uh, in my personal life, on the road, and in the landscape. And this past week was a huge example of shaking hands with this demon of doom. Remember one of my 24 landscape tasks that I covered last week for 2024? One of them was uh, thinning the forest, getting it organized, safer, uh, getting a lot of the down timber down and cut up, some of it even burned. And hey, you know, since October, we've been humming along very swimmingly, I might add, until, yeah, this, this past week, a week ago today, when I let this thing out of the bag uh, on January 12th, it was a week ago, Friday afternoon, and I was, uh, I was taking down a very simple, and I've taken down some big trees that were dead here on the property already, and not with a huge chainsaw either. But uh, this particular tree had a diameter of about, I don't know, three or four inches at the base. It was dead. It wasn't very tall. It had a break off about halfway up, so it was only about 12 feet tall. I had taken it down at the, the base, so I was kind of stooped over with the chainsaw and applied the chain to it, went through it like melted butter, and it fell over. But that's when Murphy decided to visit. Murphy decided to visit in a form of a bouncing tree trunk. And as this little tree fell over, the base of it decided to bounce, and it bounced right into my face, splitting my upper lip really bad and my bottom lip and doing a little bit of damage dental work underneath. It landed me in the ER. It did. I ended up with three stitches. And kudo to Northern Maine Medical Center ER, the staff there. Uh, now, I come from a background where I had been in ERs professionally for years and years and years. And in Northern California, that generally meant hours and sometimes even <laughs> double digit hours visiting an ER for one reason or another. And this place did a number. This place, I was in and out with three stitches in my lip inside of an hour. And uh, I was really taking it back, I really was. But just to let you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong chainsaw-wise. 
I practice a very safe approach, especially at my age. I do not take risks that are not necessary. And I always think things out before I apply something as dangerous as a chainsaw to it. Where's it gonna fall? How's it gonna fall? Blah, blah, blah. And this was just one of those freak accidents where I never could have predicted. Even Maestro came down and visited the scene of the crime a day or so later to collect some things. And she goes, I don't know how in the hell, what, how did it possibly? And that's how I felt. I never would have seen it because everything was wide open. Things could fall easily without getting hung up or anything. And it just, just happens. Yeah. So Murphy is visited, hopefully for the rest of the year. And hopefully that son of a gun does not come back for another 20 year visit. And personally, I think he's got lots of other victims he can go prey upon because I've had my fair share. So this week's YouTube episode, <laughs> it's lovingly referred to as the closed casket version of this week's topic. I guess I am just that conscientious when it comes, uh, comes about being on, being on camera and in this particular week trying to keep up with Al Pacino's Scarface movie. I just don't feel comfortable being out there with a, a stitched up mouth. So winter chores, challenges, and setbacks. Well, <laughs> I just mentioned the setback. It only put me down for a day though, and I got back on that horse and I was back down there doing what I needed to do, just with uh, an injury on the heel. So, so let's talk about chores for just a minute. I don't know what your guys' winter chores are. My first chore is managing snow right now. Not only do I know how to grow plants, design a landscape, but I seem to be a quick learner on maintaining a very healthy snowy landscape. That chore is an ever evolving chore, constant, and it punishes you. One of the first ones I've ever come across that punishes you if you do not pay attention to it on a regular basis. Ignore it and the house roof sheds its wintry load, falls to the walls and quickly decides to go from snow to ice overnight if you don't get on it. And if you don't get on it, then that ice starts to mound up and it starts to get in front of doorways and sliding doors and etc. And it really sticks around because we have temperatures that don't allow things to melt off. And so it becomes rather immovable until melt off weeks or months down the road. So lately, yes, we have been walloped with a couple of good storms. The latest one just passed this week. That was Winter Storm Finn. Where in the hell did we come up with naming storms now? Where did that, is that just a recent thing or have I just not been in tune? But Finn, yeah, I'm effing done with Finn. It dumped about a foot of freshies here at uh, Brook and Pond. And the, the morning after, it kind of, uh, warmed up, things started melting, and I had 12 inches of snow in and around everywhere to take care of. And that 12 inches of freshies was not a light, fluffy little snow. Oh, no, no, no. Powder hounds would not have liked this snow. This stuff was like 50% water. And so there I was out there on the snowblower. Once I conquered the snowblower problem, speaking of challenges, when I fired it up, the impellers and everything did not want to work in the drum. And I started to see smoke coming from the, the gear drive inside. <laughs> I'm going, what the hell? When one of the largest storms we've had, and now I can't even clear the property, 
and be able to get down my driveway if I wanted to. So I found all about iced up impellers and stuff and a couple of dumps of really hot water from the shower into a Lowe's bucket and into the drum. It melted it away and we were, we were off and running. Just one of those things. And have you ever been in a cranky mood and you got a lot of stuff you got to do and you don't want to mess around? Yeah, that's when Murphy kind of taps you on the shoulder and said, hey, don't forget about me. I'm right here, right inside the drum of your snowblower that you need very, very badly today. So it dumped about a foot and uh, it took me about five hours with Maestro's help of mowing slash blowing snow, shoveling snow, driving in snow, avoiding avalanche, roof slide, snowfalls type of snow. I was falling asleep, dreaming of more snow chores last night. I really was. So what else is there? Oh yeah, how about ice management? There's a fun one. Walkways and driveway maintenance is just a critical, just is just super important walking outside. And I'll tell you a little bit of my family history. I lost both my grandparents on my mother's side right after they had ground level falls on ice. Uh, and they were only in their 60s. And it wasn't the fall itself. They did, you know, they did break their hips, but it was when they went into the hospital and they never came out. They contracted pneumonia and just they expired within two weeks. And so that stuck with me throughout my entire adult life. And so when I see ice on my driveway, I see ice around the house. I even had a slip and fall myself out here not too long ago when I was snow blowing. And we had about two inches of snow and I was snowing and I forgot about a particular area that needs to be addressed in the spring uh, where it accumulates water and it was icy under the snow and I didn't see it and down I went. So the very first thing I think about is my grandparents and how, how cautious I have to be uh, during this first winter here because I do not want to repeat history. I really don't. Hey, another challenge in shore is car maintenance. Now, I'm a pretty fastidious guy, and Maestro will probably end up laughing under her shirt when I say this, but I'm pretty fastidious about how I keep things, especially my vehicle. I like keeping it in very good shape. I like having things in tip-top condition, and I have learned up here rather rapidly that your vehicle is going to be a freaking mess almost all the time. Now, I tried for the first couple of months that when we drove to town and drove back and I saw the conditions of uh, the outside of my truck, I got on it and I washed everything off and kept everything as clean as possible. But now I'm up against it because I really don't have the ability to wash anything off and keep it up and dry it before it freezes right on the finish of the truck or the undercarriage when I'm trying to wash off the, the sand and salt and all this other stuff. It's just like, really? So I have some plans later in the year to kind of counteract that a little bit. Hot water going to the outside and pressure washer and speed up the process so that I can kind of stay ahead of the salt curve and treating the undercarriage next winter. And the other challenge vehicle-wise is uh, uh, windshield wiper tricks, leaving them up during the freezing temperatures. And those freezing temperatures have been quite a challenge. Uh, I think this week, it might even be tonight by the time you're listening to this, but uh, at least on the 12th of January, we're supposed to be our first sub-zero overnight temps. We're supposed to be down around three below. Now for me, <laughs> that is like, 
I might as well be hanging onto the North Pole in the North Pole because I'm not accustomed to that kind of cold. And so the challenges of even wardrobing, uh, I almost feel like we're the best thing that I bought was some really good winter boots, rubber boots, some 40 below, 50 below boots that you can wear outside. And those have been the greatest purchase that we've had. But the rest of my wardrobe, yeah, it could probably be bolstered. I feel like the Michelin man sometime when I'm going outside. I look like the Pillsbury Doughboy because I have too many layers. And then I start shoveling, you know, what I grow so well back here right now, snow. And pretty soon I'm heated up and sweating and I got to go inside and unlayer and cool out and then go back out and repeat and rinse and repeat and on and on and on. Another challenge that we've had right now is power tool stubbornness. I mentioned the snowblower. And for me yesterday, it, I knew I was up against multiple hours of uh, taking care of this snow because it was a thick, wet snow and it was 12 inches. And in some cases out at the street, it was almost 18 inches high because of the snowplow. So when I discovered that ice up, which was new to me, uh, I thought I was drying everything off and taking care of it when I put it away each time. But there was, there was an ice chunk back there. But other things are batteries, car batteries, some of the batteries for my drills, the DeWalt batteries and stuff. All these things I have had to remove from the garage because the garage isn't finished yet, move it inside to the utility room into a conditioned space so things work. We've also had our first frozen pipe. Yeah, don't believe everything you hear about frost-free faucets. Yeah, BS. Uh, this thing has a 10-inch frost-free fa faucet that is on the front part of the house, and it failed. Fortunately, with the, the help of a plumber, we found a shutoff valve that affected just that. I, I wish I would have known, and I don't think the previous owners even knew that there was a shutoff back there. I really don't. But we found it. It was in the bathroom closet, and we were able to take out a small panel, and there it was. So live and learn. You know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm the only person on the face of the planet that has these challenges. There's certainly not anything new. It's just another Thursday for the locals here accustomed to these environmental challenges, they, they just go about their business. But for this rookie, there is a bit of a living curve to go along with the beauty that surrounds us here. The other biggest challenge for me personally is patience. Oh my God. I was never filled with a lot of it at birth, and I certainly have not acquired a lot through life when it comes to getting projects started or completed. When I see what I want to do, and what needs to be done, I, I really want to, you know, throw myself into it. Get the materials and everything and throw myself into it and get things done. At the age of 65, you know, I'm not super old yet. But at the same time, you know, I, I still buy green bananas, I guess. But uh, I want to be able to have some progress here. And the only thing I'm really able to do right now is chainsaw and burn. So I know that I face another hard four months before I can seriously start landscape projects, I, at least the ones I have in mind. So yeah, patience is another one. I don't make it sound like it's all challenging and negative or disheartening. It's really not. The quiet, the peace and quiet that we have here, the crisp, clean air that we breathe here, the trickle sounds of the brook 
Now they're almost, both of them are almost frozen solid already, but there was some sound out there today when I was taking my morning walk. Is a big plus and very much a deciding factor for being where we are, and at least for the, the extended future. It is something that uh, we relish and we value every single day when we get up. So let me ask you this, what do you find is the biggest challenge for winter for you? Is it driving? Is it uh, maintaining the home and the landscape? Is it something else? Do you, do you find uh, health issues? Drop me a note or a comment. I, I'd be kind of curious because uh, this extreme northeast winter rookie here is uh, you know, finding them uh, challenging, exciting at times, although the injury was not very exciting. That was <laughs> a red trail all the way through the white snow and then uh, a drive to the ER. But, you know, for the most part, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I was out uh, doing some finish work in the snow this morning, trying to prepare for Saturday's uh, winter storm Jerry that's coming our way. So we should have another eight inches dropped on us Saturday sometime. And so we'll be back out there doing what I do best, maintaining my snow crop. Hey, that's what I have for you this week. You know, for right now, I look across my perfectly manicured snow lawn. I feel grateful to have what we have here, I really do. Uh, the injury recovery, and I'll get back out there and continue doing what I do. But I really do appreciate you, you guys, the ones that sit there for a few minutes and listen to my rambles. I hope you pick up a few things. I hope it raise your level of awareness on some stuff. But certainly I don't want you to to think that I expect everybody to be out there doing something that I have to do. Your, your homes are probably already completed. Uh, you don't have big tasks ahead. But if you do, I'd sure like to be there to help you if you need any advice on it. Feel free to check out the website, youryardcoach.com. And as always, to your landscape success, I will visit with you again next week, every week. And if you need to reach out, feel free, youryardcoach at gmail.com. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your listening. Appreciate any support you can give us, and I'll catch you guys next Friday. Bye for now.